0: You're listening to the After the Show Movie Podcast, brought to you by AScully.com, and here are your hosts, Sid doc and A Scully.
1: I, A Scully. <laughs> I, I C-
0: comma space A Scully?
1: I, comma. Yeah. Yeah. I assume that is a take on the movie I Claudius, right? I have no idea. That would be my. um,
0: Why are we comparing Tanya? With the I and the comma, you know. What does I Claudius got to do with that? Wouldn't it be more like in a court of law, you say I, Tanya Harding, do solemnly swear to tell
1: the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth? Possibly.
0: Yeah. That's what I
1: thought it was. I'm going with my I Claudius theory. We're talking about the movie I, Tonya, here, by the way. Before the
0: after-the-show discussion it had nothing to do with the movie, really. You were just working out glitches with your little Windows problem, which we want to go, de- go into detail because I've had 48 hours of it.
1: You haven't. I have. It's haven't.
0: really boring. No, it's really boring to watch from the distance. It's a you struggle.
1: Have, you don't have to watch.
0: <laughs> You're right in my face, in my life, in my house. Unfortunately, having difficulties. And if anyone else did have the same difficulty, we sympathize. I sympathize with the uh, significant other and you sympathize with the person having the problems.
1: Yeah, there was a Windows 10 update this week that was uh, screwy. Microsoft have since pulled it, but mm. I managed to get in the midst of it and it broke my computer.
0: It didn't break it because it's fine now.
1: I mean, it, I had to redo yeah. Windows from scratch. So to me, that is breaking everything. If you can't boot your computer, it's broken. So, uh, yeah, thanks, Microsoft. So it's a bit dramatic, you. okay. <laughs> so it is Saturday, March the 10th, and this is after the show number 521. We are a movie review podcast. We review movies. And this week's movie is I, Tonya. Uh, after last week's Oscars, which we'll talk about later, this actually took away one Oscar for Alice and Jenny. Best Supporting Actress. So, it's a 2017 movie. released on Blu-ray on March the 13th. So, that's this upcoming Tuesday. You can pick this one up. It's rated R, um, and it's from our friends at Universal. And Sid Talk will give you the synopsis of I, Tonya.
0: Um, If you were between the ages of 15 and 90 at the time of this, uh, I don't need to tell you. It's about Tonya Harding, her life as a skater, and the incident with Nancy Kerrigan. But it's just really about maybe a version of what could possibly potentially be the truth, but probably isn't behind everything because it's just a wacky story.
1: So that's it. Correct. Now, um, if you hear other voices in this podcast, it is a ghost.
0: They won't. There's just kids <laughs> outside playing.
1: Do you um were you familiar with the I Tonya with the Tonya Hardin incident in the Olympics?
0: Oh uh, yeah, I
1: Funnily, if I wasn't really, but there again, I don't really follow the Olympics or sports in general. So,
0: um, you didn't have to follow sports. It's like saying I don't follow murder, but I, so I don't know who OJ Simpson is in relation to a murder case. It's like, it's that, it was that big of a deal. It was on everything.
1: So. So while me being ignorant and just ignoring the uh, case completely, this movie was fun because I didn't actually know what was going to happen. I'm probably the only person in the entire (laughs) world who watched this movie going, oh, I wonder what happens, because I had no idea. (laughs) Um, And this movie, I really, really enjoyed this movie, by the way.
0: Yeah, it's Uh, really well made, really good.
1: Yeah, really good. Um, It has an awesome soundtrack. It has some really daring performances, I think. And the actual story, I love real-life stories that are so ridiculous You can't, there's something, in my mind, I'm like, this can't be how this story is in real life. But then when, in this story in particular, when you see the real interviews with people, the things they say are exactly what the things in the movie I was going, nah, surely that guy, that guy didn't say that. He actually said exactly those words. So, wow, this movie was a bit crazy for me because it is insane what happened. It says on the front cover, a hilarious tragedy
0: It's really hilarious. I
1: I mean, there are really funny moments in this movie again. I'd
0: say an absurd. Yeah. You know, like an absurdity of behaviors and choices, and people are effed up. I mean, seriously, in life, you meet people who you just think, you've watched too many movies, you've listened to too many stupid songs, you've read some too many stupid dramatic poetry, whatever it is that's got into your head. Not to be just like a normal person, you know? Right. And that's how I think of these people and did at the time. Like, it's just like, you know, it was pre-24-hour news, pre-big internet, all that stuff. And yet it was still people who were trying to get... It's an early version of someone wanting to get a lot of attention, um, wanting to be famous and have everyone know who they are. And then all the weird follies that came with that.
1: So, for the other person in the audience, apart from me, who doesn't understand or know this story, um, you explain like the, just the quick cliff notes of what spoiler, this spoiler. Is.
0: If you have never heard of this story, for that story one before. person, oh, yeah. Tony <laughs> Harding was a uh, you know world class figure skater, as was Nancy Kerrigan, and this was been like 1989 to 1998. That's when it they were coming up in the world, and at some point. Um, Tanya Harding's life and mother and you know, she didn't fit into the little girly girl thing, apparently. And at some point, allegedly, somebody, her ex husband, some weirdo who hang around with them or her got the idea if we injure Nancy Kerrigan, then I have a chance, right? Bring her down.
1: I'll I'll win. This is not allegedly either. Well, it's
0: allegedly as in there's still no solid thing about what precisely happened and who did what. There just isn't. That's part of the folly of it. People are so full of shit. They just won't. Like at the end of the movie, they have her say. People, the haters say to me, just tell the truth. Nah, there is no truth. Everybody has their own truth. So that tells you something about like the concept of it. That they're all living in a dream world. They're all Jerry Springer wannabes. You know what I mean? That's how I look at it. Um, And so it's alleged. I mean, the event incident happened. She got whacked in the leg. A guy did it. All the other stuff around it. And the FBI was involved. I mean, it's very bizarre.
1: Yeah, it's bizarre in a crazy way. And so the movie itself is structured, as I said to you, as it ended, not realising that on the cover somebody compared it to this movie, but Goodfellas is told from the point of view of several of the people and it's contradictory to each other a bit. Um, often the characters just break the fourth wall and talk to the audience and say, this is how he said it happened, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. But this, this is my version. So it's presented in that style and it's kind of that quick like, cutting between different... It even skips through time, doesn't it? Like, uh, it moves from one event to the next quite quickly. Like, it's not like a... It's not like a a drama where it's, like, dwelling on any, any one scene. It moves really quick. I think everything about it is, like, paced fast. You know, like, we watched um, the movie Ebbing Missouri. That's mm-hmm. more of a slow burn kind of movie. Yeah. This one just, like, moves along... Like it's always moving. There's always something happening. Um I really liked the performances and I liked the uh the actual figure skating parts are done using like a technique of um uh, like CGI and a real figure skater and Margot Robbie actually figure skating and then they meld it all together and it comes across as like a she's actually doing these complicated moves. Did mm-hmm. you were you ever like, oh, this is weird?
0: Um, there's a little weird CGI here and there, but I just sort of let it happen because I knew it wasn't her, but they had to convince us. So there's a little bit.
1: Yeah, I mean, I just read about um,
0: I mean it was amazing. Don't yeah, be, I read about Tonya yeah.
1: Harding, and she could do this. What what is it actually called? The triple axle or something? The move that she can do. Yeah, I think it's the triple axle. It said that what I was just reading about is figure skaters today don't even really attempt it because. There's a high possibility of breaking your leg, so they, people don't tend to do it. And there are only six women in the world who actually can do it, so they didn't even have somebody who could do it for the movie.
0: And that tells you, like I said, she had the skill.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's she It's just was... an
0: effed up, weird combination of life choices that you can have all the skill in the world and <laughs> be the best at a thing in the entire planet. At least of those who have risen to the level of competition. And still, if you're effed up in your life, their skill's not going to do you much good.
1: Yeah, there's a story within the story which I enjoyed, which is about... um, She's really an amazing figure skater. And she knows she's an amazing figure skater. And she kind of sees through the figure skating world of how it kind of operates... And she she's come to a conclusion that she's never going to get ahead because she doesn't fit the exact you're supposed to have like a nice backstory, you live in a nice home and you have a lovely parents who and she doesn't fit in that. And she kind of even confronts the judges sometimes and says, you know, just judge me on this technical I can do it, and these girls can't, so why don't I win? And they even that one guy who she confronts says, I'm never gonna say this on record, but you don't fit. <laughs> like, you're, you're rough around the Yeah, that's the what edges. I'm saying.
0: Alleged things. Because we don't know. Right. If that was really a factor. but it, that, It's not far-fetched.
1: Yeah, that story of her, like, kind of looking at that industry and going, like, look, I'm amazing, better than all these people. Why am I not winning every time? Why are my scores lower than hers?
0: But that might be her perception as well.
1: Yeah, it could be. But I enjoyed that little uh, kind of story, in a story. Yeah. Because that was her own thing. Like, that you know, about how she saw. And as far as I could tell, even looking at the real life performances, she was incredible, this girl. And this came down to all this stuff happens and then the judgment that she gets is not to go to prison for 10 years or whatever it is, two years, is to not skate again, which I find really, it's a crazy punishment now, yeah. isn't it? It's like, You know, that is, well, I guess it happens. I mean, what
0: kind of example do you want to set for the people in that sport, though? Right. That's the thing.
1: And I guess it happens with, I was thinking, like, a surgeon who, like, you know, is badly behaved or whatever and mis-malpractice, something like that. He would get banned from being a surgeon for the rest of his life, right? But there, he has lives in his hands. This person doesn't. It's a sport, right?
0: Yeah, but you don't want then someone else to get the idea that that's fine to do. Right. You know, that's the idea. You don't want to set a precedent for somebody to turn it into a shit show.
1: Because <laughs> it is pretty extreme. The It's like, <laughs> it kind of turns it into like the Hunger Games. Okay, I can't... Yeah. I, I'm not winning against that girl, so I'll go and b- break a leg and exactly. then Yeah, so, yeah, you can't have that. That's a different show altogether, a different sport.
0: Correct. Well, we have that. We have It's called Ultimate Fighting Championship.
1: Yeah. So... Yeah, it's a really interesting story. I like how the movie's put together. Like I say, there's never a dull moment. It's got really awesome soundtrack. It moves very fast. It's um, w- Was it emotional in any way for you?
0: I found it emotional just thinking about, you know, a person's life that, in real life, it went to shit. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and it doesn't- the, the potential for what a lot, what most, I won't say most, a lot of people would aspire to be center of attention for a while, get you know, good nest egg of money, be admired for being good at something, and, you know, it's it's an aspiration, and then to watch somebody just dick it away, like, just literally fuck it away, like, and we can think of people in, in movies and stuff where you think, wow, they're really, we just talked about him yesterday, or today, Shia LaBeouf, like, you think there's a guy who He's set now to be in a bunch of movies and be, like, the darling of Hollywood. And he was for a brief moment, and then he just went apeshit. Yeah. And, like, blew it. And for whatever personal reasons, but from the outside looking in, you're like, you had everything going for you. And there's been others, obviously. Johnny Depp. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's not, I don't know what that he's suffering terribly from his...
1: No, uh, Robert Downey Jr., Even.
0: Robert Dean Jr. he's fine.
1: No, <laughs> now he is, but I mean he's not he, man. He, when no, I'm he... talking about
0: somebody who just blows it like there's no coming blows
1: back. Blows it and doesn't come back. Mel Gibson.
0: Yeah. No, he's he comes back. People still give him the time of day.
1: Then I can't think of another. Maybe
0: one. not Harvey Weinstein. There could be one person that I don't know that anyone's willing to, you know nah, I, bring him back into the fold. He's
1: pretty despicable, right? But yeah. somehow, some way years later when wounds have been mended and all that somehow he will come back in i also i, don't know. I feel like louis ck will come back around too somehow even though he admitted to doing despicable things i don't know you don't think i don't know, I don't know. it's hard isn't it like yep roman polanski um did that dodgy shit 40 years like 40 years yeah woody allen He's yep. still suffering now, isn't he? I mean, he, eh, people. I mean, not suffering. No, people still
0: love being in his movies. So there's a combination, but there are people who just screw it all up totally.
1: So, um, yeah, this story really, I thought was a great story. Who knows how true it is, but this movie wears it all on its sleeve. It even tells you right at the very beginning. These are based, this is based on this person saying stuff, this person saying stuff that. They're absolutely contradictory, the two sides of the story. Who knows which part is real? So we get... It doesn't paint, like, a lovely picture of these people. Oh, no. It's pretty brutal. <laughs> um, it doesn't shy away from, like, st- the abuse as well. Like, he hits her in the face quite a few times.
0: Again, alleged. Alleged, but, but... But, you know, they did have the police come on multiple uh, times. I mean, that stuff you can actually look up Yeah, that mother, what a piece of
1: work. The mother throws a knife at her. (laughs) Shiza. Yeah, it's kind of crazy, like a life. If it is, if it is, if there is even a small bit of truth in there. She's scumbag. Yeah, it's kind of, it's really bad. (laughs) That
0: mentality that I'm hateful and mean and terrible to you because that's what makes you a champion. Because we've heard it, we've heard it all our lives with these camps where, like, gymnasts go and
1: yeah, football players
0: on the football field have to be treated like shit in order to, like, be tough enough to be good and that it weeds out the weaklings and all that shit. And it's like, is it that important then, right. really, to abuse somebody um terribly? Allegedly. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you yeah. say that, like... When
1: you talk about this movie, you have to say allegedly yeah. after every single thing, pretty much, because... Like we say, we weren't there. We don't know. All we know is these stories.
0: But we've both known abusive people. Yeah. And so it's 100% that there are people in the world whose main objective is to lash out because they're assholes and they have pain and they want other people to suffer or because they're just too stupid to know any better. That's not an excuse. I'm just saying they're just too stupid to be nice. So it's completely within the realm of reality that you've got this abusive guy and her being just kind of a twat and the mother being horrible. It's com- it's so realistic.
1: Yeah, I found it to be... One allegedly. Of the- <laughs> allegedly in- realistic. Yeah, I, I um, found it to be one of the more interesting true story, allegedly, <laughs> films that I've seen. Well, the
0: true story is that K- Nancy Kerrigan got whacked in the yeah. knee and it led back to something to do with them. So that's true.
1: Yeah, that part's true, yeah. Yeah,
0: it's the details that get a
1: little fuzzy. Yeah, and this this movie is more the details than the incident. The incident lasts like 30 seconds at the maximum. The rest of the movie is these people. It doesn't really even deal with Nancy does it much. It doesn't no. like even you see her. And uh, you don't ever really see into her life at all or anything. So it deals with the Tonya side. So uh, moving on to the cast, Margot Robbie plays Tonya. I mean, Margot Robbie believed in this movie so much, in this script. She um, produced it, and she also uh, trained to do the, as much figure skating as she could. Um, also nominated for Best Actress for it. Yeah. Um, I've been a fan of Margot Robbie since the beginning. She was in Neighbours, which is an um, Australian soap opera. That I used to watch, and when she was young, but then she cropped up in Hollywood in Wolf of Wall Street, where she was really good, and you know.
0: But then she was in that one that was shitty.
1: Which one? With Will Smith. Suicide Squad. Oh no, not that one. No, <laughs> no not, not Suicide Squad. No. Um, uh, Night. You- yeah, where where he's a con man yeah. and she's a trickster. And- Correct. Yeah, I I've forgotten what that is called, but yeah, that was a shitty movie. Not because of her though. It was True. just a, not a good movie. Um, but yeah, I I loved her as Harley Quinn in Suicide Squad. They're doing a new, not a new Suicide Squad, but they're doing a DC um, Gotham City Sirens, which is all about the female villains and heroes. And she's coming back as Harley Quinn in that. Um, she was in Tarzan, remember? The, True. Uh, and she was quite good in that. But I really like her. And in this, I... What I really like about her in this is she's super brave. She's not glamorous all the time. Mm-mm. She's kind of not, you know, she's non-glammed up. In fact, glammed down, I would say. <laughs> you know, she has frizzy hair and I guess she's, I don't really, I saw Tonya Harding, they show some real clips of her at the end. I don't think she really looked like her in no. the movie. But...
0: I mean, her hair, that's kind of all you had to the do. The hair is the thing, isn't Yeah. It?
1: And they just kind of glammed her down a bit. But um, she's kind of fearless in this movie. What she says, how she acts, it's very... It's not her at all. It's, she's being this person. Pretty raw. Or what she, what she thinks this person is, I guess. I mean, uh, what did you think of her? I thought she was excellent.
0: I, she deserved a nomination compared with the other things that we've seen. Yes. Yeah. For really putting herself in it and the, the subtle things and the big things with her face and the way, you know, she was just in it. Yeah.
1: And the little girl from Designated Survivor plays her as a child, <laughs> which was pretty cool as well because you do actually see her as a child being trained. And I'm glad they showed that because it you needed that f- to see what that mother was like all the time. Yeah. You know, and that little girl and the dad, I, liked, I actually liked that scene with the dad when she was hunting with him. Yeah. And and she says, the little girl says, <laughs> or little Tonya says, you know, mum told me to spit in a girl's milk. <laughs> and he goes, I hope you didn't do that. She goes, not yet. was <laughs> really, really funny. Um, so, yeah, I loved Maga Robbie in this. Probably my favourite thing I've seen her in, actually. I'd like to see her do more of this kind of stuff. Sebastian Stan, the Winter Soldier, plays Jeff, her boyfriend and then husband. What do you think of uh, The Winter Soldier?
0: They did a good job of being a weasel. <laughs> like, that guy was a weird, weaselly guy. Ugh.
1: Yeah. Yeah, this Jeff guy is, in this movie, is. there's a lot of him punching her and being being cruel to her and then loving her as well. But and That's not love. I mean, at the beginning. But he's not a nice man, is he? No. <laughs> well, the way this paints him. But then when it cuts to the interviews, he, he denies anything, obviously. He denies all of the abuse, right? Absolutely. Cuz he's just trying to protect himself, I guess. Or he didn't do it. Who knows, allegedly. Allison Janney won the uh, Best Supporting Actress Oscar for this movie last week for the mother. She's called Lavonna. What did you, what did you think? Did you think this was the should, She was awesome.
0: <laughs> it was like she was the lead. I mean, she just really got into it in that like gut place where she I don't even I don't know what was in her mind. But she had to. It's on some level accept that there was a mother like this, right? And then be like, "Ugh,
1: yeah, cruel, really? yeah, um, cruel." Kind of just like a fucked up individual who, in a way, loves a daughter, but I don't it's think the, so. all the wrong way. <laughs> like it's not. I don't the, think so. It's not nice, is it? It's not. No. She says some really horrible things to her. Um, but yeah, I thought it was a good performance. Um, it's kind of a showy kind of performance, but often those kind of performances do get Oscar. You the know? kind of
0: theatrical-ish? Yeah, yeah,
1: like like overboard. I mean, I don't know this real person, but there again, it showed you a clip of an interview with the I real know. lady.
0: I know, my God. And it
1: was pretty much the same thing. Is a lady with a bird on her shoulder and had the same kind of, like, fucked up way of speaking. Like, like. I don't know. But yeah, very well done. Julianne Nicholson plays Diane Rawlinson, who's like the trainer of um, Tonya. What did you think of her?
0: She was good. Just really subtle. So I'd like to know what she that lady's really like. You know, because she was pretty subdued.
1: Yeah, she didn't like enter into it big time. She wasn't involved in any of the thing, but you did see some good scenes with her. She seemed her like
0: the calming interest.
1: Yeah. You know, I like the scene where she was, where Tonya was a waitress, and she came around the back of the place to talk to her, to tell her, you know, the Olympics is coming up. Like maybe we should get back into it. Um, Paul Walter Hauser plays Sean, and you were physically repulsed by this man.
0: Physically repulsed. I wanted to chop his head off. (laughs) (laughs) It was disgusting.
1: He was always eating.
0: That wasn't the part that bothered me. It was that thing where he, like, half opened his eyes and, like, had that weird thing where he's, like, you know, an expert and kind of mumbled a little bit. And 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 anybody who closes their eyes and then slowly opens them as they are talking at you, it just grosses me out. I just want to vomit.
1: And again, when we saw the real guy at the end in the clip, It's pretty much that guy, isn't he? He, he, Oh, yeah. He just, yeah. he was that guy. I thought he did a fantastic job, this guy, because he was this sleazy, kind of sloth-like character who was, like, awful, like, kind of... Thought he was high. He thought he was some kind of gangster when he was clearly not. He was just a dude living with his mother. Yeah, he was
0: creepy as fuck. <laughs> I mean, seriously, I was like, oh, and yeah, I can't handle watching people eat or what listen to them swallow. Yeah, and they made a point yes. of
1: showing him eating all the time, didn't they?
0: But if it doesn't bother most people, like everyone claims, no, then why would that make anyone? That repulsed didn't bother me, except for me. It grossed me out. He just was like repulse.
1: He was just. He was just like. He's just like this wannabe guy who was just had this weird attitude like even even um Jeff he
0: was a nothing bee
1: even when Jeff spoke to him even Jeff thought he was a weird fucker didn't he like you could see in some it of those like scenes it. and Jeff was a terrible person but you could see Jeff talking to him going what is this guy talking about he lives in a world of his own like meet me at the stroke of midnight and stuff like that when he's like I'm not fucking meeting you at the stroke <laughs> of midnight <laughs> like he, th- he thinks he's some kind of i don't know international what did he think? Espionage man. Yeah. Yeah, it was gross. very weird.
0: He was just gross.
1: But But as an actor, if
0: that's what I he think was he going really for, pulled he it <laughs> off. Yeah. I can't imagine him not grossing me out, but I'm he's, sure he's a human a decent I th- human. I think guy.
1: he was going all out to be awful. And I think he succeeded. And then I put down finally Bobby Carnaval, who plays Martin Maddox. And you'll know him from the station agent. I really like him. <laughs> Which is like twenty years ago. Yeah. I love how you still remember. You ever saw that. the station agent with Peter Dinklage?
0: <laughs> but he's been he's been in other things since then. I'm sure. He
1: has, but that's the only thing I remember him from. <laughs> but and he, he plays-, plays
0: the sleazy asshole kind of guy who was in charge of the television magazine shows and um, what are they called? tabloids back in the day and you know, like trying to dig at the story. He's like TMZ
1: man. Yes,
0: exactly. TMZ early pre TMZ. Yeah.
1: And he's just, you only ever see him in these like interviews. He's not actually in the movie in like their space. He never, he's never in any scenes with them, but you said, Oh, I believe I reckon that's the real guy. (laughs) I felt like it
0: was the real guy.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Um, but yeah, he was good too. Directed by Craig Gillespie. Craig, dire- Craig Gillespie also directed an awesome movie with Ryan Gosling called Lars and the Real Girl. It's a fantastic movie. Should- yeah. I don't think a lot of people saw it. It was very indie subtle. and small.
0: A subtle, weird little movie.
1: Craig Gillespie also directed The Finest Hours, which we actually reviewed. You can go back and find our podcast. It was the one with Chris Pine and the ship thing. Remember? Yep. And he also directed Million Dollar Arm recently, or... Last year, the year before maybe. And that's the one with uh, Don Draper and the um Yeah, that was pretty good. Yeah. So this guy does they're very they're three very different films and this is very different to them. So he has got a range of this guy. And I really liked her yes, you could say this is just aping like you know, a Martin Scorsese type movie. But I think it's got its own thing too. It's not just a copy of that. It's just this, it's got more kind of, I don't know, more realism almost. Martin Scorsese movies are often a bit glamorized, you know? This feels like kind of real, like the the situations people are in, the actual sets and stuff. What did you think of this director? Do you I
0: think they, it's distinct. You know what I mean? It It's a style. I don't know that if they, uh, that I would patch all of his movies together.
1: No, definitely not.
0: Um, oh, that was really good. I he's, mean, he's done those, well.
1: Yeah, he's one of those directors where you couldn't... I, if I showed you 10 films and said, you tell me which ones were by this guy, you would never know. He doesn't have that style. There isn't a style. But it seems to
0: go well with the subject matter.
1: Yeah. So, um, I, Tonya, is out this Tuesday on Blu-ray. And I have the Blu-ray here. And there are some extras on it. The extras are deleted scenes. There's a behind-the-scenes... And the feature commentary with the director. The behind the scenes are actually quite good. It, there's probably five or six of them. Last about five minutes each. The one that we watched, though, where we wanted the real story behind it, it didn't actually tell yeah, you the real story behind it. Yeah, that was disappointing. It. No. Um, it, you know when they have these quotes on the back of the box? You'll like this one, Hayes. The, uh, <laughs> the quote on the back of this box from Rolling Stone is, It's funny as hell. You'll laugh until it hurts. That's it? Yeah.
0: What kind of idiots do that? I think
1: they watched... Um,
0: a an- different movie? Anchorman.
1: I think they got the quotes Subjective.
0: <laughs> Very but
1: subjective. Yeah, there is an element of comedy in this movie, but I wouldn't describe it as it's funny as hell. No, what
0: kind of people it. are these people?
1: I don't know. That they don't
0: <laughs> think. It's so weird. I think
1: maybe they just get the quotes mixed up. It was a different <laughs> movie. On the back of whatever just came out that's funny, it says... A, a gripping look at ice skating and the scummy people involved. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> that's, that's that's more accurate. <laughs> scummy people.
1: <laughs> so um, yeah, that, those are the extras. Um, and like I say, this is an this is an Academy Award winning movie now. So um, you'll be able to pick it up this Tuesday. I highly recommend this. I think it was really really fun. And then tragic, and then also, oh my God, this is real? This is crazy, you know? Yeah. As that kind of, the same, um, well, two of my recommendations this week, when I get to them, uh, gave me the same reaction as this movie. So uh, thanks to Universal for the Blu-ray. And next week, we'll be looking at the, uh, another giant superhero movie, and that'll be DC's Justice League. We'll be looking at that next weekend. So movie recommendations, I am going on the subject of Aitonia. And I am going with Goodfellas and Pain and Gain, both based on true stories. And when you're watching them, both of those movies, there are moments of where you say to yourself, what on earth is (laughs) happening? Did did the true story go away now? Are we going into the fiction, you know, are we in the fiction part? But then no, they'll say to you, no, this entire thing happened. This is what happened. And then you were like, wow. The world really is fucked up, and people are really stupid. (laughs) 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 Yes. So yeah, Goodfellas and Pain and Gain are my recommendations. Uh,
0: Funny, because one of mine is Pain and Gain, because that was the first one that came into my mind, so I'm doubling back, and I think I thought of mine first, but I don't know. And the other one is Gold, which isn't a great movie, however, it does have that weird twist on what is believed to be partially a true story. Um, Matthew McConaughey and a guy who had, he had like a scout guy find the biggest gold depository in the jungle somewhere and, well, you have to watch it, but has that sort of
1: a little bit of weirdness. Where was it? South America? I can't remember. Um, We actually reviewed that movie. Um, We have a after the show episode about it. Just look it up. Gold gold hey always believe in your soul hey yeah
0: hey we just watched spandau ballet baking cookies and cakes on the Mm. great
1: british that would be martin kemp not his his name is not spandau ballet
0: (laughs) nah he's spandau ballet
1: yeah um the two brothers from spandau ballet one of them was in the great british bake-off celebrity edition baking to earn money
0: for cancer research
1: yeah so, uh, Games and Ace Scully stuff. Uh, first off, the Oscars happened last Sunday, and I said we would talk about them this week. So, uh, what's your overall on the Oscars this week, this year, this week? Like, we should have them every week.
0: <laughs> no, <laughs> we should not. Um, it's fine. I said last week that I'm kind of getting to where it's not that big a deal to me. The spectacle of it is fine. Um, I'd rather just have it, I don't know what I'd rather have it. Just like a normal show, maybe? A normal ceremony? They could dress up, but no no singing, no big jokes, no big falafel. Just like have a nice award ceremony with a few jokes, present the stuff, honor the people who are good at their craft, whatever that is. I don't need a bunch of rich people telling everybody what to think and a bunch of people who make millions of dollars and maybe they didn't used to and now they do but trying to pretend that they still identify with whatever. And they might, but it just seems really pretentious to me nowadays. And I don't know, to make a statement when, I don't know, it feels disingenuous sometimes, and it probably isn't, but that sort of taints it for me. I like the idea of honoring people in any field. You know, I would go to a a ceremony where they honored artists or sports people or anything to to see who's the best in the thing, right? Yeah. But this just is getting to where it's not, it was kind of, it got a little bit blah because I don't like those stupid jokes where they take the people out or bring a bunch of people in. It's just a waste of time. Um, well, uh, all of that is really boring to they me. They just
1: did, a, um, Jimmy Kimmel did the reverse of what he did last year. Last year, boring. he brought in a tour of people into the Oscars and they all went, wow, we're in the Oscars. And this year, he took the act- actors and actresses from the Oscars into a theater full of regular people. Which was really dumb.
0: It was really yeah. boring. It wasted a bunch of time when, in fact, they could have let the people getting the awards who are being honored just say what they want to say.
1: Yeah, that was uh, one of those
0: irritating things.
1: And if, Yeah. Another irritating thing, the in-memorial was missing many oh, people.
0: That's so annoying. It was
1: also very rushed. You could barely read the names because they were going by so fast. I don't know if that's because a lot of people... It was
0: poorly produced as a whole show. That is
1: one thing. They uh, cut to Eddie Vetter. uh, Like, while there was... I I said to you, I don't want to see him singing. (laughs) Yeah. We need to see you died. Like, it's disrespectful to show him and, like, just have the people blazing by at the back. Um, So they did that.
0: I think we're making a common... An extremely common complaint
1: here that a lot of people had. What were any other complaints? If we had any complaints... Um, the mu- the my- music, the, all of the songs were boring and badly sung.
0: Unfortunately, it was really... This, all that stuff doesn't need to be there. And don't make it like, they're all so wonderful and fantastic and we all need to worship them because we don't. I don't give a shit what anybody's wearing. Couldn't give a good, a good goddamn about anybody's shoes or their anything about their appearance whatsoever. If they want to dress up, that's cool. Don't care. Go there, and if you've been nominated... As a high quality person in your field, whether it be lighting, cinematography, or writing the song or whatever. That's awesome. Yeah. I don't need it to be like uh, like flaming the fires of look how wonderful famous people are. Because I don't think they are. They're just people. And um, it's, like, it's like a split thing, you
1: know? The highlights for me of the night. And I had some big highlights for me. Cause, so it wasn't all bad. I didn't say it was
0: all bad. I'm just saying it's not, it doesn't do the same thing for me No, I'm just saying that
1: we weren't, we were, we haven't really said what, this is what I liked. Roger Deakins won Best Cinematography for Blade Runner 2049. (laughs) Roger Deakins has made so, uh, I mean, he's a a great cinematographer. He's done so many movies that I, and he's been nominated before, but never won. He finally won. Uh, He's done so many awesome looking movies. So I was—it was awesome to see that. And Gary Oldman won for *The Darkest Hour*, which we also reviewed a couple of weeks ago. And finally, Gary Oldman wins his Oscar. I was excited <laughs> about that too. He, he was always somebody who I always assumed he'd won an Oscar. And when I looked the other week, and I was like, "Really? This is his? This could be his first chance?" It's crazy because he's been around. How long has Gary Oldman been around? A long time. A long time, yeah. So. Those were my highlights. Best Picture was um, The Shape of Water this year. They didn't get it wrong. I liked how Del Toro uh, checked the envelope, though. That was kind of, he looked at the envelope and made sure it was the (laughs) right, that he'd won. Um, We will be seeing that movie soon. Um, But yeah, overall, it was mediocre in terms of a, I enjoyed seeing the people get the awards. Francis McDormand's speech (laughs) was really funny, I thought. She was kind of out there a bit. (laughs) But um, I enjoyed seeing the awards and seeing the people get the awards. But the part that they claimed to be entertainment, which was the singing and the dancing numbers, which were all, in my opinion, even the one from Coco... That has got to be better in the movie, surely. Sure, it was, obviously. <laughs> it was really not good at all. I was like, wow, is that is that guy the actual singer? Because he's not... That's good. what I'm
0: saying. It's just, it was poorly produced. Whoever was in charge of the production and all that, it just was not And that's
1: great. not usual for the Oscars. They're usually on the ball, aren't they? With They usually win um, awards for their presentation. Yeah. So, yeah, that's the Oscars for this year. Um, I think it was fair. And I think what won... Seemed fair to me.
0: Well, well, we don't, you know, you never get exposed to all the films that are made, all the stories that are told. It's just a few that rise because of money and Hollywood politics and because someone somewhere was able to do it. That's not a conspiracy theory. That's how it works, you know. Right. So we don't know if there are better movies out there, but of the ones we saw that were nominated, it seemed reasonable.
1: Now, the uh, other big news in entertainment this week, for me at least, is um, Star Wars.com announced not only have they um, hired Benioff and Weiss, who are the creators of Game of Thrones, to make a new Star Wars trilogy, they have also hired Mr. John Favreau to create a brand new Star Wars live-action television show that will be on Disney Hour, uh, this is uh, in t- 2020, Disney are going to have their own streaming service called Disney Online, apparently. And uh, all their Netflix shows that Netflix are now enjoying, they're all going over to this Disney streaming service. And the Disney streaming service will be the home of a new Star Wars television show, which will get them, there's no denying, a lot of subscribers, right? (laughs) If Star Wars has a TV show. Sure. People will subscribe to that service just to see Star Wars. So the big news there for me is Jon Favreau. I think he's a fantastic director. Look what he did for Iron Man. Look what he did for the Jungle Book. It was fantastic. And now he's doing Star Wars. Um, And also the other big news is a TV show, Star Wars. Come on, why has it not happened yet? (laughs) A live action one at least. So, uh, yeah, that's this week's news. Uh, game I've been playing, the game I've been playing is Reformatting Windows. It's a new game from Microsoft. <laughs> you, um, you put the disc in and then you, you swear sometimes and you get kind of irritated. It's a fun game. Fun for all the family. So, Siddha, what is for dinner? Subway. <laughs> so, i is, is this sponsored?
0: No, I wish. Oh my God, if somebody wanted to give me free food for a month, that'd be great. But no, we don't really solicit any um, freebies. But no, just Subway, because it's easier. Unless I decide to go in there and cook something, but I doubt it.
1: What is your advice?
0: My advice is to say what you need to say before you're dead. (laughs) Or before somebody else is.
1: Elaborate.
0: Elaborate? Well, I just find that I feel like people are so repressed and they don't say what they need to say or what should be said. People think when I write things, I do little Facebook posts or I'll say like, oh my God, can you believe that people act this way? Da, 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 whatever it is. Or are you kidding me? Like just then, just now, a few minutes ago, I posted a thing where it's, I'm so sick and tired of these bullshit memes that are brainwashing people. The ones that say, well, if you're proud to be Christian and you're not afraid to show it, post this now and say amen. It's like, who the fuck decided to tell you that you should be ashamed of being a Christian? I'm not, obviously. But I'm just saying, who told you that? Where are you getting this information? And does it make me end by saying that? I posted a thing that said, someone's lying to you. They have an agenda. They want to profit somehow from you separating yourself. Just think about it in the bigger picture. Right? That's not me being angry or negative. It's like, wake up. <laughs> think about it. But people are like, oh, she seems mad today. Oh, well, I, I just think it's best if you can't say something nice. Don't say anything at all. Right? Well, I'm not gonna let the people I care about or people who maybe don't speak up, just get railroaded all the time or to think this is how what's expected of you. I'm gonna say what needs to be said from my point of view, before I'm dead. Because when I am dead, then you don't have to listen to me anymore. (laughs) Right? right? You don't have to give a shit anymore. And I'll bet you that the people now who are like, oh, Sid's on a rampage. When I am dead, they'll miss it. (laughs) You know why? Because they don't do it. They don't say what needs to be said from their point of view. Now, I'm not talking about being hateful. I'm not talking about being a racist or putting a group of people down because of some attribute about themselves, gender related, race related, where you're from, what your beliefs are, I will say, don't tell me what to believe. And I will point out the flaws in your philosophy or whatever it is that I'm doing. I'm not telling you to change. I'm just pointing out the difference and like, don't tell me what to do or how to think or anybody else. And I don't understand why that is... I don't get why people don't say what needs to be said. Like, I'll say something to somebody or may bring it up and they'll be like, Oh my God, I would never say that. <laughs> why? What's the consequence? Everybody doesn't want to be your friend? So what? I can guarantee you that when I'm about to die, if I get time to think about my death or I have, you know, chance to be ill and then whatever happens, I'm not going to be sitting there worried about all the people who aren't there to lick my ass. And who aren't there to hold my hand. I'll only give a shit about the people who truly care. And that's a very few. That's very few. I'm not here to impress everybody or be everybody's best friend. Or to sit quietly while I'm on the toilet going, wow, I'm sure glad everybody likes me. While
1: well, you're and on the toilet? Those
0: two people, the times when you're alone and you got, well, oh. <laughs> you might have your phone in your hand. But then when you're trying to go to sleep or you're driving in your car or you're sitting on your toilet or you're taking a shower, whatever it is. And you do you, do people just sit there and like wallow in it like I've been so like rainbows and glitter have been coming out of my ass all week so everybody must love me. It's fantastic. I don't get it. Because so what? <laughs> all right. I'm not saying be mean to people, but don't I if you're repressing something that you want to say, or even on a smaller level. Like there's a friend that you want to say, you know what, I am so proud of you because of what you did or the accomplishments you're doing or I think you're an awesome mother or I really like your kids or I think you're awesome because you're so goofy. Whatever it is, if you don't say those things because you think, oh, oh." I mean, I don't know why people don't say them. I tell my friends all the time, you're an awesome mom, you... Are an awesome friend, you know, I'll just send them a text out of the blue, you know, and they're like, well, nobody's told me that nobody said that in a long time or whatever. And I just think, why not? You know, so bottom line, you wanted me to elaborate. So that's on you. But if you have something to say, and if you want to go into the realm of kindness and goodness and be all sugary, that's fine, too. Well, then say it. Text your old college roommate or an old classmate from high school they haven't talked to for 30 years and say, you're the reason I got through math. You're the reason I didn't hate high school. I am so glad you're doing well. Or I'm so sorry to hear about your mom and maybe we should have lunch and and catch up. And did you know that you're the reason I decided to join band and that changed my life? Whatever it is. You know, if you think it sounds dramatic or big, it probably isn't. You're just... Somebody's squashed you down to where you don't think you should say stuff. And I can guarantee you one thing, whether you say it or not, you will be dead someday. There's a promise <laughs> I can make to you. And then, guess what? It will be too late. Nice. Yeah, it's, oh, also, well, I don't know how
1: nice it is, but... We also, uh, this week... Uh, I didn't put it in my section, but I should have. We've started watching the new season of Jessica Jones. How are mm. you liking it? We're up Love to episode it. five.
0: Love it. I just think she it's awesome. It's a good show.
1: Is she a favorite of the Netflix? Yeah, definitely. I think my favorite is Daredevil, s- still. Um, but I do like Jessica Jones quite a bit, too. It's very... The Jessica Jones one is different. I like how it's really like a slow burn. Yeah. Um, and it gives time to know everybody. I feel like I know them all better than I do in Daredevil. Daredevil moves very fast, but I feel like I Jessica Jones and all the and Punisher stuff. is just
0: a different kind of show. Although it's high quality, it's different, different, yeah. completely. And I love Luke Cage though too. Love Luke Cage. I yeah. think it has the same kind of the balance between this is just a person who's got this thing. <laughs> you know, they're fallible. I'm and in yet- the
1: uh, minority. Uh, of people that I actually like Iron Fist as well
0: <laughs> I liked Iron Fist it was all right I yeah. mean it wasn't as compelling to me but after I got going on it because we don't just watch one at a time obviously I I did enjoy it
1: yeah what was what I really liked about Iron Fist and a lot of people said oh Iron Fist was terrible I gave up on it after a couple of episodes was the brother and sister um, yeah definitely you know, I
0: and I like the weirdness of the dad thing, and the I dad was the, awesome too. Yeah. The lady who was, you know, turned out, you know, the his friend who yeah. had her own little dojo thingy, um, and yeah. I, you know, I'm getting to like the night nurse lady better. Didn't used to like her that much, but
1: yeah, I just like the Marvel um, Netflix shows a lot, and I know they are going to be moving over to that Disney thing, but I don't think it matters. Still, the same people. Uh, making them, it's just they go into a different platform. It's just business, really, isn't it? I'm sure they'll stay the same quality or be even better because Disney probably have a lot of money, I would imagine, from the Star Wars. <laughs> you reckon? <laughs> and the Marvels, you know. You got that. You never know. When uh, they move Netflix shows over to this Disney thing, maybe they'll cross over more with the movies and stuff. Like maybe it'll all be more intertwined. Because sometimes in these Netflix Marvel shows, we have to just. They do make a point of like when there's a landscape shot. I said to you, what was it we watched? The Punisher. You could see the Avengers Tower right in the background. Yeah. But when you're watching the show itself, you forget that the Avengers and the actual Marvel movie superheroes are anywhere in this universe sometimes. Like in this Jessica Jones, there was a kid playing with a Captain America doll. <laughs> yeah. I think that's a, little, a cool little way of saying, look, these heroes are in this world and people worship them, um, but we don't need to see them because we see them in the movies enough. So yeah, that is Jessica Jones. It's on Netflix, season two. You can see it now. We're on episode five.
0: <laughs> and six and seven probably tonight.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm sure we'll be done with it by midweek. So, um... Yeah, that is it. So if you want to go to ascoli.com, that's my website. You can go to sidtar.com, that's her website. Catch us on Twitter and Facebook. You can catch this podcast on the Google Play Store, the iTunes Music Store. You can go to ascoli.com slash subscribe and you can find all the subscription options there including if you have an Amazon device, you can say your trigger word and say listen to After The Show Movie Podcast on TuneIn. And it will play. Trigger word? What do you mean? Yeah. <laughs> You're
0: being mysterious. Do you mean to say
1: <gasps> Alexa? She's- How are you? You caught me in a day I was in an old pasture, <laughs> sitting on the bar some She's, she's, telling, talking, us she's <laughs> telling us a story. She's <laughs> telling us a yeah. story. Alexa, stop.
0: And they look at me and Alexa, stop.
1: Yeah, um Yeah, she does tell us stories every day. She and has probably
0: a- yeah, probably we just made other people's Wake up a little I'm bit. I'm sure
1: you did when you yelled it. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. One thing that's weird about that, the a, we call it the A word. We don't say it. Correct. Because she's always listening. So, But when you're actually on television, there's a commercial for Amazon A word. And during that commercial, her name is said many times and it does not trigger her. I don't understand how that works. Do you? Mm-mm. Because even if somebody says something on TV that sounds just as slightly like her name, she'll say, hey, what, what?" she says something. But when that Amazon commercial comes on, she doesn't react to it at all. Maybe there's something programmed into her to ignore the sound signature of that commercial or something. Oh, sounds tricky. Yeah, well, she definitely doesn't say anything. So you can also subscribe now, brand new. We're on YouTube. Just go to YouTube and search for After The Show. You'll find us. Uh, the actual channel is aScully.com. you can email feedback to me at acegully acegully.com, don't email Sid Talk. and uh, finally I want to say stay classy miss, miss, mrs I don't know, Margo Robbie because um, this was a very very good film and a uh, well deserved nomination
0: excellent and I'm going to say think for yourself or someone will do it for you